Namaste. This is Maya Tiwari with another episode of Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth. The topic today is about forgiveness. And I call this the imperfect perfect. Why is it so difficult to forgive challenging events, especially those that are launched against us? Why is it so difficult to forgive betrayal, to forgive violence, to forgive the onslaught of injustices that we may have experienced or are experiencing now? I reflect upon this amazing grace of forgiveness because I know that it has been so difficult for so many billions of people to forgive deep the deep sense of betrayal that so many feel, whether it is personal betrayal or betrayal on a more communal or societal level. I've always thought that I've had an abundance of faith, which we call Shraddha in Sanskrit. That means more than faith, the acceptance of things as they are. And each day I have resolved to the full surrender accepting all things in equal light of the divine loving grace. But I must confess that each day I also fail. I look up at the clear night sky, the full moon stewarding the universe, shedding her golden white aura onto the earth. Her perfection eases my heart. I feel her unconditional love embracing everything. All who make their way in light, those who strive to follow dharma, all of those who move against right actions, all of those who hold destructive deeds as their aim and goal. All of those who heal the wounds of others and themselves. All of those who pray, all of those who curse. All of those who wield violence upon Mother Earth. All of those who clean up the violence. All of those who wield violence against others because of their differences their skin color, their heritage, which is not understood. So many billions and billions of belief system that is the fodder for the poison that we are experiencing today. The emotional, mental, psychic poisoning, toxicity. 
As you know, I have spoken about my own challenges in the last nine years. Today, just a few days after the summer solstice, marks the ninth year of this tremendous ugliness that has been pushed into my environment, into my life, relentlessly. And when I say that I fail to the full surrender each day, it is just to show that even when we have the greatest plinth of knowledge, the greatest and most powerful teachers, a tradition in the Vedas that has exquisite wisdom and knowledge for all, Yet at the end of the day and at the beginning of the next, we are poised on the precipice of our own individual selves, dealing, foraging through the memories of our past, known and unknown, mostly unknown, which have influenced and continue to affect our present actions. When we are being put upon, when we've become victimized, whether or not we ever wanted to become a victim, when so much is stacked against you and there is no societal laws that can truly protect the individual, as in my case here in the Pisgah Mountain of North Carolina, when so much force gathers to violate, to abuse, to put onslaught upon one person's life and their meaning, their goals, then it becomes a difficult situation because you cannot fight cowards, you cannot fight ghosts. And why should we fight them? Violence upon violence solve nothing. So what is the answer? Every saint, every tradition tells us it is the acceptance of what is and the forgiveness of what has caused us hurt and suffering. But we have to go beyond that. Because as I said, even and because of my incredible training as a Vedic monk at one time, I'm no longer a monk, but in the Vedas, in the studies of the Vedas, Vedanta, in the studies of the healing arts of Ayurveda, I am well positioned to understand and deal with and traverse this path of being put upon. So why then is it so difficult to forgive. Why is it that I look at each day with the resolve of full surrender and at the end of the day I can honestly say to you that I have failed? So forgiveness is worth exploring because it is more than the mental wish and desire 
or even the spiritual willingness to forgive the onslaughts. What then is forgiveness based on? My teacher, my spiritual teacher, once said, we are the problem and we are the solution. All right, no one may feel that they deserve or it is within their karmic uh, bounty to, to receive the sort of abuse and onslaught and, and, and ugliness that have been put upon so many of our lives. But there is truth in the fact that our own reaction to what is happening, all that we feel is unjust and unkind, that reaction of anger, that fire of rage, actually can and do does douse the spirit of forgiveness. We don't heal because we do not know how to use forgiveness. It is not that we must blame ourselves for everything that is thrown at us. We're not responsible for the ignorant folks who come by every night onto my property, for instance, and pilot with toxic chemicals and gases and, and other means and measures. We're not responsible for the idiocy and the racism and the bigoted beliefs of other people. And it's important that we know that those of us who are being put upon relentlessly by physical violence, it is so important that we understand that we are not accountable to those people or responsible for who they are and their unsalubrious, unwholesome, adharmic actions, meaning the wrong actions, meaning the act of violence. And since they are organized in so many cases, as in my case, it is difficult to even know who they are because they wear the mask of night and the mask of protecting each other. And this includes the immediate community, usually, in, in the case of the events that are been trailing me about, I would say that it is highly organized through local communities by other forces that come into that community, which includes just about everyone that may be in the immediate neighborhood, but that's neither here nor there. The act of forgiveness. What, how can we truly reach that point of goodness. Well, we have to wipe away the anger and we have to wipe away the rage. Fear is a protection. 
it is there for a reason within the human psyche. But we do not close ourselves down or shut ourselves out to the world because of the fear, because then it's an overriding fear and that is not good. But I want to get back just to that feeling of inequilibrium, that non-stasis feeling of being out of balance with ourselves. How amidst the struggles of what is being put upon you, and this is also in the case of major diseases that we may be experiencing, whether it is disease or it's the despair of being betrayed or it is the act of violence being put upon you or any number of events that create imbalances in us. The truth is that at the core, it is these events create a deep imbalance and we have the responsibility within ourselves to reclaim our balance and we can't do so from a place of rage and anger. Nor can we just easily reach out and forgive because I have been forgiving every day these people, whoever they may be, and some known, most unknown, for nine years. And yet the act of violence continues to trail. So the question then is, how do we truly forgive? Well, first off, in the area where we hold on to hurt, because that is also a human thing to do. In the area that we are so raw and vulnerable, in fact, the frangible area of our lives, the area where the heart hurts, where the soul yearns to be free from violence. This area is what we must look at. At one point I began to think, my goodness, for all the years I have prayed and all the years I have served so many without really any ulterior motive other than to serve, because the healing gifts have been given onto my hands, by my ancestors and by the universe. How then do we reach that simple act of forgiveness? Oftentimes we need to forgive ourselves first. And how do we forgive ourselves? If we don't understand what is happening around us, if we can't really ever get to the core and cause of it because it is so masked and it is so convoluted, it is so complex in its layers of convolutions that we can't get to the core of it, then how do we understand? Simply by knowing that what conditions our experience, however violent these experiences truly are in the reality of it all. Let us say it is 
90% as violent as we believe that it is, then there is still that 10% of conditioning from our ancestral memories, from past, from past experience, that are locked into the genetic DNA of us all, that comes to the fore and takes over 90% of our experience. Now, mind you, I'm not saying that 90% of our experience is false. I'm saying that from my own experience of intense violence put against me for a very long, relentless period of time, I can see how at the time the violence is happening, it is 90% violent with whatever methodologies they are using and chemicals and, and pollutants and intrusions into my home, onto my body. Yes, but afterwards, when that period of time is over, there is the 90% of past experiences and the memory that we carry from ancestral, even beyond our genealogy, that holds on to that past reality, that recent past reality of violence. I keep talking about sentiency, and I'll share why sentiency relates to forgiveness and to the actual success of forgiving something, someone. Sentiency is about awareness. If we close our eyes, if we look at that tree outside of us, and then we close our eyes, we can still see the tree. In the first place, what lights up the tree? Our eyes alone? No. Because when we close our eyes, we can still hold the image of the tree inside of us. So there is a light, there is an awareness beyond the sight, beyond the sound, beyond the touch, beyond the aroma. There is an awareness that lights up everything, whether our senses are open or closed. That awareness is what we call, what all masters call the present. It is forever present. It is ever present. But when we are in a state of trauma, hurt, despair, and disease, or being put upon, being assaulted, what we are experiencing is a combination of past memory relationship to, this, to these untoward situations, to these toxic situations, and not necessarily the full awareness of the present time. To stay in the present time does not deny and it does not disavow the reality of any untoward experiences we are experiencing. We must stay in the present because that's the only place that we can use our sentiency, our awareness, 
to say, okay, this is happening. I do not know all of why this is happening. I do not know all the faces behind this massacre. I do not know the reason behind the disease. I do not know the reason behind my friend's continual betrayals. I do not know the reason behind this or that or whatever the situation of chaos and trauma is about. But in the present moment, I am aware. I am now the witness of what is happening to me, not knowing fully what is happening, but I retreat into the awareness and in that place, I forgive not knowing. I forgive all of the past. I forgive being attached to the past. I forgive the past intruding into my present. In fact, what Descartes said that I think and therefore I am is extremely false. That is part of the thinking that makes it so difficult for forgiveness to truly happen. We are not our thoughts. We are not our memories from our ancestral memories. Those memories are carried within our genealogy, no doubt about it. I know certain memories that come back to me from hundreds of years ago when my ancestors were brutally forced across that channel by the British colonizers from India, from South and North India to British Guyana on ships packed like sardines where the women were raped and men were thrown overboard and many other egregious actions were committed and continued to be committed when they landed on the land and the ground of British Guyana, that beautiful Amazonian part of South America where we faced the Atlantic Ocean on one side and the Amazon on the other. But I remember the beauty of that land as well. All of that is held in my genetic memory. All of that come to the fore, but it doesn't necessarily come to the fore to help or to unhelp. It comes to the force and muddies up the field of perception, muddies up the awareness, shroud it, so to speak. So these are masks that we all carry. And these are masks that we must remember to set aside. We, can't, we don't have to destroy them. They're part of our physiological and emotional genetic makeup. But our psychic and spiritual makeup is exempt from all of it. We are Satchit Ananda. We are complete awareness. We are the complete combined consciousness and the individual consciousness as well as, as if inferred in the word Atma in Sanskrit. But how do we get from that drudge to and, and through that incredible abyss back to the light of our own awareness? I am full, ever-present awareness. I'm speaking to you completely aware, completely without thought, completely without being harangued by the incidents and, 
and uh, ever-flowing incidents that is happening even right at this very moment on my property. We are completely exempt from that. It is happening. It is a reality out there. It is a reality that hits us inside sometimes. But the overriding reality is I am full awareness, witnessing it all. I am not going to, at this point, allow my ancestral pack of memories and their humongous set of memories we all carry, and mine are in particular those of betrayal and dense violence from the ancestral experiences, even through the walk of ovarian cancer at a young age of 18 years old and then surviving it also because of the incredible awareness that we carry, but also because of the grace of ancestors. So it's not just that our ancestral memories pile up and then becomes murky. It is simply that when they're hauled into events that are similar, meaning the tone of violence or the tone of, of being abused or the tone of betrayal or the tone of the things that we need to forgive, all of the whole package that needs to be forgiven, the only grace that we truly have is to come back to the present moment of sentiency awareness where we can elevate our own consciousness above the mundane reality without denying what's going on. We don't ever truly know the complete aspect of what's going on, but we've got, let's say, a very good handle on it and know that, yeah, somebody's shooting a gun out there. Yes, someone is out there spraying tons of toxic chemicals. Yes, someone is, is there breaking into the walls of, 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 of my home. Um, uh, yes, someone is gassing uh, the inhabitants at night so that they can have the full night long to do their reconstruction to enter that home and that sacred premise. Okay, all of these things are happening, without a doubt. However, forgiveness comes truly on its own. We don't have to do anything to reach the glove compartment in our heart where forgiveness lives. The only thing we need to do is to bring back the awareness to the fact that I am Sat Chit Ananda. I am full awareness. I am full awareness only when I'm in this present moment, not tethered to the ugliness of whatever may be happening around us, or not tethered to the happiness of whatever is around us, but back to that moment of awareness, constantly practicing to be back in that awareness. Forgiveness is automatic in that awareness. A sense of understanding, even though we may not know the nitty-gritty, the factual, whatever, but a sense of understanding is so present in that awareness. We need at this point, in the awareness, we have every protection that we could possibly ever need. And surely someone may succeed in, in killing the body and killing 
and, and, and brutalizing whatever. I'm not saying that the awareness exempts us from the acts, evil acts and, and torturous acts and betrayal acts and disease and all of that. I'm simply saying that it is an untethered life to live in that awareness, that it is a life of witnessing it all without the pileup of anger and rage that keeps us from being able to access the grace of forgiveness. It is a very intense experience to hear that, that we can in fact disown without denying that we have those memories that come back at us, that we are tethered to the past from them, that they pile into the, the experiences of pain and, and whatever, betrayal and everything else that is hurt, hurting, and then they create and they become the package of suffering. Truly, when we are in the present state of awareness, there is no suffering. There could be pain in the body. There could be headaches caused from whatever, the fumes, the gases, whatever is being thrown at you. There could be a hurt in the heart from the betrayal of a friend. There could be all of these visceral and tangible experiences in the body. We don't deny that. But the sense of prolonged suffering means there is an attachment to memories, which memories are always in the past, from past experiences. A full-blown anger and rage comes from the experiences of the past. But the feeling that what is happening is unjust and unfair that's a reality, it is the truth. It is unjust, it is unfair that any human can put upon another these vile acts that happen in our world. That any human can suffer to the degree that they do through intense illness or intense whatever. That it's funny when you have the sense of betrayal versus illness. We don't feel betrayed by God when we have an illness. Sometimes we do. Mostly we feel that being betrayed by people you trust and by the society you live in and by the community you live in and by people who call themselves your neighbors, yes, that is a sense of betrayal and yes, that hurts. But it hurts when we take it on with the memories from what are happened to us in the past and happened to ancestors in the past and our memories clue in to all of that that we carry within our genome and then it becomes a bigger mess of memory and that is suffering. So I say to you, forgiveness is about staying in the present with ourselves, calling upon our ever-present awareness we are that this glides way, way, way above the ozone of all the physiological, emotional experiences we may be experiencing. And there is much we can do about experiences that happen to us, but sometimes they are ambiguous. Sometimes they are meant to be covert. Sometimes they are hidden so deeply that in these situations, 
the best to do, like our whole COVID-19. It is so hidden. It, it has so many different appearances and masks and whatever, not the mask we are wearing, but the mask of, of the disease uh, uh, coming into its into the reality of, of our lives in 2020. And this is something that we just stay in the present awareness, which protects us. It protects the mind. It protects thoughts that come through memory lines. It protects all of these things. It protects an emotion. It protects rage. It protects our anger. Because none of these things are truly ourselves. We can say we all share them. My anger goes out, you share it. My love goes out, you share it. They are all things that belong to the ozone, the universe, the environment. But they come through us as an expression. And basically that expression, that persona, that character we've built for ourselves, the many actors within our own lives, they're all fine. It's okay to be that. We are what we call in the Sanskrit text the Nama Rupa, the names and forms. We project through the mind and names and forms, so they're important to have. But let us not mistake the central core of sentiency, of awareness, of consciousness to be those things. So we can forgive ourselves very easily when we find ourselves emotionally tethered to that and just bring yourself back to the present awareness and go, I am awareness. Sat, chit, ananda. I am that awareness. And the other personas, characteristics, tethered to a whole humongous treasure trove of memories don't serve. So, just I am simply, you're in the midst of, let's say, warfare, ugly, horrific things that human beings as a group are doing to each other. This is just an example. We are in this, the throes of these times. And rather than be respond to it in that rage and anger and whatever, which is all memory-based, past attachment, da, 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 attachment to our belief systems, to our personas, to what we feel we need to do. Okay, for that moment in that chaos, stand there and bring your awareness to a still point and go, I am awareness. I am Sat Chit Ananda. This is who I am. And just be the witness of this lawless situation that may surround you, and you will see the difference. You will feel the difference. And you will feel immensely protected, and that protection would reach out to others around you as well. So the question of forgiveness is, it becomes a question that's debatable, and it's moot, because why is it a moot point now? Because you are in your full awareness as we keep recapturing our full awareness, just with the understanding, with the intention of I am back in my present awareness. 
Just with that understanding, everything is forgiven. Everyone is forgiven, whoever they may be, for whatever they have done. Because there is no emotional attachment, no memory attachment, no genome attachment to any of it. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you for hearing my story. Please understand that I say it completely objectively, with no angst, with no anger, with no rage. It is simply what it is. Something that is happening that I share. Thank you. Peace be your journey. Until the next time.